Hey there, my name is Jackie, and I am your host of the Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast. Remember to visit homeschoolthinktank.com to learn more about how we serve homeschooling families. Also, if you check the link in the show notes below, you can get more information about anything that is mentioned in this episode. I hope you enjoy this episode about homeschooling and parenting, and be sure to check in on Mondays for our episode that is all about mindset. So today's interview is with Karen Thomas, and she is the founder of Naturally Recovering Autism and also has a podcast, a very good podcast called Naturally Recovering Autism. And I've come back into this podcast episode to update the intro and outro and do some mild editing to it. Because when I first interviewed Karen, I was very new at interviewing people and I was not particularly good at it. However, the information in this podcast is excellent, so mostly I've cut a lot of me out of it. But I do believe that parents can still find this episode to be very helpful and she is still leading an excellent program. So she has a four-stage program where she guides parents to help their children recover from the symptoms of autism. Doesn't necessarily mean you fully recover from autism, but symptoms are reduced or even eliminated at times. So Karen's holistic background of 30 years as a craniosacral therapist led her to find an all-natural drug-free approach to help her own son recover from the symptoms of autism. And at the time of this interview, he was actually in college at that time. And she shares her story of realizing her own son had autism. And at the time, there was very little help available and not a lot of information out there. So Karen went down her own path of learning about autism and learning how to help her own son and now on her podcast interviews world experts on autism. So I hope that you check out all the information that we have in the article that corresponds with this podcast episode. If you know someone who has autism or you have a child who has autism or maybe you even have autism yourself and look into it. See what you think of the information, and if you think it's something that could help you or help somebody that you know, then maybe you'll want to join her program or share the information. All right, enjoy today's episode and interview with Karen Thomas from Naturally Recovering Autism. So tell me first, what does it mean to be awarded the top specialist of the year in autism for the year 2020? It, it is an honor. Um, the International Association of Top Professionals um, inducted me into their membership organization uh, in late 2019, and it's quite an honor to be even inducted into that uh, that organization because the association is really uh, they they really look at your background, they look at who you are in your industry and what you're doing, and 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 that you know what you have to give because. Not only are they top professionals of astronauts and lawyers and agents, everything you can imagine in every field, doctors, 
but they're also um, very much into philanthropy and into people giving and what's your cause and what do you do? And when they looked at mine, um, they, they said, they said they, they said they sort of shortcutted me and they said, we, we want you in our organization because we love what you're doing. Your background is extensive uh, and, and it's just something that we feel so strongly about. Um, so that was, it was really nice. So yeah, they'll be giving me an award in, at the Plaza Hotel in New York at, in December of 2020, which will be really nice. But That's it's amazing. really about the reach because, because everything I do is to, to see how I can reach more parents of children with autism to share the resources and the how-to that, I, that took me over a decade to figure out after I, I was told that my son would not recover and that I should drug him and try behavioral therapies and good luck, that would be it. And I just didn't wanna do that. I mean, my background as a craniosacral therapy and holistic health, let me know that the brain could heal. It's a scientific fact. But when my son was diagnosed, I really didn't know much about autism. And it took me a long time to figure it out, but it was worth every second. It was worth every penny because today my son is fully recovered. And if I had just listened to the naysayers and the so-called professionals and experts that told me that he couldn't get any better, then my son today would not be graduating college in two months, living away on his own, in a very independent, healthy, happy, and fulfilling life. He's no longer even diagnosable. And I always tell every parent, every, every child's level of recovery is going to be different because the definition of recovery is to regain health. And that that's what this is really about. It's a biological illness that is environmentally triggered. It is not a mental illness. So this is why people, children can recover from it. But you've got to get the toxins out of the way and the inflammation out of the way. And once you do that, then you can, but you have to know the specific process for autism. It's very, very specific. It's done in a specific order. And that's what I walk people through. And when I figured it out and have this knowledge, I thought, how could I not share it with other mm -hmm. people? And so that's what my whole quest is about now is reaching other parents who are looking for these resources, want them and want to get their kids better and believe that their kids can get better. So gosh, I am just flooded with questions here. The first question I have for you, Karen, let's say a parent doesn't know their child has autism yet. Let's say they're like you were, where I'm sure there was a period where you're just going, something is going on here, but I don't know what. What are, this, what are some of the symptoms? This was the case with my son. Um, we started taking him to therapists when he was five, and one therapist after another, multiple therapists over and over, over several years, told us basically it was us as parents that basically we were bad parents. We needed to be firmer with discipline. We were get, letting him get away with too much. Uh, we, you know, I mean, I don't know what they expected us to do, uh, you know, short of physical abuse. And uh, that, sadly, that's what some people are doing with their kids. And it, he was- That will make it worse. <laughs> in divorce, divorce is very high among parents of children with autism. Oh, I said it will make it worse. It will make it worse. Yeah, yeah. And you can't just force these kids to do things you know, there are therapies, et cetera, that kids are being put into and asked to be do things that like my own son would say, mom, I want to, but I can't. And I realized that he, 
he physically literally couldn't carry out some of the tasks asked of it asked of him and later and now i know it was because his brain was so toxic and so inflamed at the time that he couldn't do it and so fortunately after a certain amount of time a lot of of pointless therapy sessions a lot of money spent on things that weren't working i finally pulled him out and i said this isn't working and his self-esteem was being hurt and he, you know, he didn't know why he couldn't figure out how to do things or focus. And he's highly intelligent. And a lot of our, these kids are many brilliant. Um, there's one interview I've done with another child also. Um, he's 17 now, but he was diagnosed with autism at 18 months. In the second grade, they they diagnosed him with extre an extremely, or said he had an extremely low IQ, like like <laughs> you know, way you know way below like a two year old level kind of thing. Today, because he has had his bio biology recovered from, and especially with Lyme and mold, which are some of the co infections that are very common and often missed, his mom was able to find find out what to do for him today he is uh he's graduating high school this year and he's going off to medical college to be a doctor and he has wow. highest, highest sat scores high grade scores everything it's not that our kids aren't intelligent it's that they can't do things because their brain is toxic and inflamed so we went through years of being told that our son you know um that it was our fault and so just we we couldn't, no matter what we did, he wouldn't listen to us. And he, he would just outright ignore us. They called oppositional defiance disorder. He had uh, severe anxiety and sensory issues made hard for him to sit in a classroom. He'd get in trouble at school a lot. Um, you know, all of the, the typical, because they call it a spectrum disorder because everybody's symptoms are so different. Okay, and so that makes it difficult to answer the question with the absolutely. blanket statements. Yeah. Okay. And, and I don't even think that you really need a diagnosis unless you need that to help you somehow with getting insurance to pay for certain things that you're going to do that are hopefully healthy and good for them uh, mm -hmm. to do, or you need help in school and that gets you an aid or something like that. Otherwise, you know, I tell people, if you know, if your gut instinct tells you something's wrong, like this, he was my firstborn child and I, I didn't know exactly what a child should do, but I knew that something was up. There was something up. So we started taking him to therapists, went through these phases over and over and just were just at our wits end at home with what to do with him. And it was very difficult to, to parent him. And, and, uh, and, and so when one therapist finally, when he was almost 10, diagnosed him and said, he said, you know what, I think he has Asperger's syndrome and, and autism. He goes, but I really don't know that much about it. You need to go research it for yourself. This is, you know, back in the early 2000s and, and there weren't even many books out, that much information. And even the therapist kindly and honestly said, you'll have to research it for yourself. So with my background, fortunately, um, I, I couldn't at first find any books locally, and I went to a class for craniosacral work. It was up in Berkeley, mm -hmm. which is a, a large university town, yes. and they have a lot of bookstores. I went into Can I one. say this? Yeah? I think that might have been your greatest gift, is to have him say, I don't know that much about it. You should go research it. Right. Because instead of just taking whatever they told you to do, which may or may not have been the best thing for your kid. You you put it together and figured it out. Yeah, I, I walked into a bookstore. <laughs> to you. 
and they had one and she, the woman, I said, do you have any books on Asperger's and autism? And she said, yeah, our owner's son has it. And so we have a few. And the first one I picked up, I, I was stood there in the store. I was like, I was reading about my son, you know, and of course there's like, well, he has this, this, and this, he doesn't have this and this, but he has this and this. And, but I, I could tell, and it would say, you know, not everybody has the same things. And so I thought, oh my gosh, this is what, what he's, what's going on. And so I came home and then, uh, uh, found somebody who was a specialist in autism spectrum disorders, uh, a therapist. And then she was the one who went through the testing of him and, and said, yes, this is what he has. But then once he was diagnosed, she just basically said, yeah, he, he has this. So, you know, I, I don't really have much. Good luck. Give you good luck. I'm like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? This is what parents are going through. Or like you said, like they say, well, you can try these medications. They sometimes help and they have all these negative side effects and nobody else knows what to do. Or they tell you to go to like behavioral therapies where they kind of force them to teach them how to behave. Like, you know, they're not animals. This isn't a training, you know, we, we want them to be, to be themselves. So, um, anyway, fast forward, I, I just, I kept researching and researching and researching and, um, then um, I basically figured it out, and today he is fully recovered. But now, based on all of your research, you're able to help these help so many other parents. I yeah. mean, my gosh, you're in, you have people in over forty countries mm -hmm. yeah. using the system that you've developed. And that's not to say that parents aren't still trying to figure some things out on their own. But you've you've sort of laid out this path in this right that they, that can help parents and get them going on something. Well, yeah. And there's, I mean, like, like you mentioned, my website is loaded with resources and, mm -hmm. and um, the, the, on the homepage, there's a, a, a free PDF download to the seven top, top foods, cause there's more, but the seven top foods to eliminate to quickly uh, reduce your child's symptoms of autism. So that's a beginning step that parents can take today. I had written my book, which of course diet is very important, but it is not everything. There's a lot more going on here. Okay. The proper amount of detoxification because you've got um, heavy metals that get into the cells of the brain and the Explain things. Explain that. that. So we um, heavy metals, uh, mercury, lead, cadmium, aluminum, things like that. Mm -hmm. They're very neurotoxic and we're exposed to them in our environment. Um, they're in many vaccinations, various places where, um, where our kids are getting bombarded with them. And so these heavy metals can cause our children an inability to, along with, with uh, their their gut needs to be healed, but along with all of this, um, the the sleep, the lack of ability to focus, uh, the hyperactivity, the anxiousness, the sensory overload, all of these things come from what I call, and I'll, I'll say the four stages is, first of all, is healing the gut and all that that implies, including the candida and pathogenic bacteria in the gut, because the gut controls the brain and it controls um, 80% of the immune system. And then stage two is natural and safe heavy metal detoxification because what you'll get at the doctor's office and pharmaceutical grade products or ph pharmaceutical products will pull out the good, the good minerals like magnesium and calcium as well as bad and they allow for reabsorption of the toxins back into your system. And you don't want any of that to happen. So what I use all natural, very safe, backed by three, over 300 studies 
Then there's also the comorbid infections, mold, Lyme, and strep, also known as PANS or PANDAS, and then brain support repair at the very end. So all of these pieces are very important. I have a free workshop where I walk through all of this and give all of the information that parents are, are needing. And uh, it's about an hour long webinar and it will give you all of the, the, the pieces, walk you through that. And then in the end, I do talk about my membership program. Uh, that is, like I said, in over 40 countries mm -hmm. where I, parents want my help, then I walk them through step by step from beginning to end with in the right sequence. That's big. With the right support <laughs> supplements because there's so many bad supplements out there on the market too. So I've weeded out the 95% that don't work and put in like the 5% that do. And at the right timing, I teach parents how to know what supplement is okay for their child when and what dosage, because that's really important too. And, um, and then of course the support, like we have a, a forum inside where they can ask their questions whenever they come up because it's, it's hard to get your questions answered when they come up or you call your doctor and they want to have you come in again. And then it's another, you know, hundred dollars or more just to ask a question or you don't get the, them to respond or you get away two weeks to get in. It, it's ridiculous. So mm -hmm. I think the support is just as important. Um, so that's, that's where I offer that to, to people as well. Wow. That's, this is a lot because I'm just, I'm listening and I'm absorbing all of the things that you're saying. There, there's a lot to consider. And the fact that you've helped your own son and he's not even diagnosable anymore, that speaks volumes. And now you're helping all these other people too. That, that's a, it's a big deal, Karen. And I'm, I'm really quite impressed. Um, so, so when you, like for your son at this stage of the game, I'm guessing this is, it becomes a lifestyle. It's not like you do this and you're done. It's an ongoing thing over a lifetime because does he still have to really manage a lot of this stuff still? Well, so the body does heal. I and mean, what we're trying to do is get the toxins, mm -hmm. the inflammation, all the, the, the things that are in the way of mm -hmm. their health. And because this is a health issue, our kids are sick. You know, we want to get these things out of the way so that they can mm -hmm. be healthy. And then the behavioral issues just change for the better and balance because the, all of these things aren't creating chaos in their brain. And yeah. so when that happens, then, then the body does start to recover and be able to support itself. But our kids are sensitive, you know, kind of call them the canaries of the world. They're very sensitive. They might have some issues with detoxification, although the program really strengthens that. But even I take things daily. I mean, I, I probably treat myself daily like some people do when they're sick because I'm really strong in pra about practicing prevention. We have a lot of environmental toxins out there today that we're exposed to daily. And we don't want to mm -hmm. just wait until we have a problem to do something about it. So my son now, he eats things sometimes I don't want him to, but you know, he's an adult, he's a young adult. <laughs> and if he does things that, you know, he overdoes it, I'll say, how you feeling? He's like, yeah, my stomach kind of hurt, or I, I got really tired, or I got a headache. I'm like, well, I'll show you, you know, you know what to do for yourself. <laughs> he what has the tools, do, right? Yeah, but, he has you know, the tools. Yeah, he has. You, the you've tools. done your job as a mother. You educate mm -hmm. them as best you can, and um, you they know, do he what has they want. Supplements he takes every day, but I do too. You know, so 
-hmm. so yeah, you just stay on top of, of taking care of yourself, but you, you're, you don't end up being as incredibly sensitive your whole life. Some people mm -hmm. do, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll be more sensitive. Uh, but, um, cause everybody is, is different. Just any, everybody is different, whether you have autism oh. or not, but it's yeah. <laughs> uh, something you can definitely, you can live a normal life, I guess is what I'm saying. And then just stay yeah. on top of your maintenance and, and your preventative aspects. Mm -hmm. Well, I know, uh, my youngest, it's obvious that she eats too much junk. It's, uh, we, we actually, by the time she was three, I, and we'd been doing a photo shoot with, uh, my best friend's husband as a photographer. It's great work, but he had, we'd like spent a whole morning doing all these photos and then we have this picture and we call it before food, after food picture, you know, and just the, the difference. And it's not that it's not just food. She eats too much crap and it's like, it has a cumulative effect. It does. It, it's like all hell breaks loose. So obvious to see it. I, you know, mm -hmm. I, that's great that, you have that, you know, that indication. And then as yeah. she grows up, you can show her, look, when you eat these foods, do you notice that you just don't feel as good? And you can kind of point mm -hmm. out them. That's what I do with parents of children with autism too, because sometimes their, their kids are such picky eaters that we go through this process to switch <laughs> their diet, right? Because they literally become addicted to foods. Um, gluten and casein, which are the proteins in dairy and wheat, create opiates in the system. So just like an opiate drug, they become addicted to those foods. And they're the, the highest, most inflammatory foods other than glyphosate and, and other things of properties that they have in them that are, that are problematic to our health, to anybody's health, but especially mm -hmm. to kids who are super sensitive and have backed up uh, uh, detoxification systems. So yeah, you can show them how certain foods, how they don't feel as good when they don't eat them. And then notice, you know, when they're eating mm. well, you know, it's kind of nice to feel good, isn't it? And just keep bringing yeah. that up to them so yeah. that they, they learn because it's, it's interesting with kids and being a parent and you may have seen like when they're younger, you think they're not really listening to you ever. <laughs> and then as they get <laughs> older and they go off on their own, I'm like, Oh my gosh, they were listening. <laughs> yes, yes. And my kids, they make fun of me sometimes because I, I, I've laid off. Believe me, I've laid off. I've sort of gone, okay, this isn't going to work. But when they were younger, I thought, I got to like teach them all these lessons now because I know they're not going to be listening to me when they're older. They got to where they'd call it mom's lecture of the day. So I, I've sort of backed off now. I just try to ask questions and make them think you know instead of delivering all the information but so here's my my question for you let's say a parent is going hmm maybe that's my kid what's the I know you've got all the resources but let's say they never went to look at your resources and I hope they do if they're thinking that what's one thing one thing you would say do this step What's the first thing you would say to uh, just do this if you do nothing else? Well, because it can take time to, to get into a therapist, especially a specialist, and you're spending the, you know, waiting on that, taking the time and, the, you know, all of those things. I think the first thing to do is why I mentioned the seven foods guide on the, on the homepage of my website. Mm -hmm. If you start making those dietary changes right off the bat 
and you start seeing the changes in your child, then you know that gives you a glimpse of what you can do to help them because their body is, is like I said, accumulating these problematic foods, mm-hmm. feeding the bad bacteria in their gut, which the gut again controls the brain and the immune system. Mm-hmm. So if they can switch from removing those seven foods on that guide uh, out of their child's diet mm-hmm. and um, see the changes, then make a decision. If you need a diagnosis for any reason for school or insurance purposes or whatever, then you can get one. And if you don't, then I would say just follow the steps and, and clear their biology because you, you want to heal their system up because like I said, they're basically sick and you want to get them well. But so you what can is see the one changes. food on that list? Sorry? What is one food on that list? Well, the top two, and they're the most well-known, but there's a lot more. Um, the top mm-hmm. two are gluten and casein, which are the protein and dairy and wheat. Yeah. Okay. How do you know? And dairy and wheat. So basically, if you remove dairy and you remove wheat, you're on, your, on the right path. Right, right. Okay. And then all processed carbohydrates. A lot of people will think, well you know, we went gluten-free, but then they start giving all of these processed carbohydrate, gluten-free junk foods to their kids. <laughs> and all of those processed yeah. carbs, they turn to sugar in the body. So the sugar mm-hmm. is feeding the candida overgrowth, which is a pathogenic bacteria in the gut, which is invading and creating more toxins in its own, boring holes in the lining of their gut bacteria, of their gut line, their gut lining, it's boring holes through it. So they have something called leaky gut. This means they become, they can have autoimmune illnesses, all of a sudden have allergies to everything that they never had before. They're not absorbing the right, uh, the nutrition from the foods that they're eating. Even if, even if you're getting good foods in them, you want to go fully organic if possible. I mean, the, uh, the pesticides, the glyphosate, the things that are sprayed on our foods today, the hormones in meat, the grains that poultry and, and other meats are fed, uh, things like that are, are invading our system. And so it's really important to be aware of that too. Hmm. Now, can I ask you a few other types of questions here? Mm -hmm. Since this is like homeschool think tank and I have homeschooling parents listening, do you find that, and I know you might not have like stats, but what is your observation as far as parents and educating their kids with autism do you see a lot of parents who have kids with autism homeschooling their kids are their kids struggling in school you know how and i guess the the spectrum is so wide and i was a physical education teacher before i had kids and i know i've i i can think of two total extremes in autism where one child was barely even functional and i I don't know how his parents did it. My heart broke for them. And I was young. I was so young then. I So young that I didn't fully understand the implications this had to be having on all of their life. But it, the poor boy, he was just out of control. And then another child who, he functioned in a regular classroom just fine. And yeah, I knew there was something a little different there, but he, he was a really functional kid. You know, and so I, 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 I remember seeing that and, you know, for, like my student teaching and first years of teaching that 
that, that it's huge. There's a reason they call it the spectrum. But but what do you see? And let's say kids on a good side or I don't know, just what do you see? What are your observations? <laughs> well, all the things that I mentioned with, you know, the diet, the toxins, the detoxification, the co-infections, mold, lime, all of these things affect the brain and its ability to focus and function properly. So any child, you know, that's where also this anxiousness, this sensory overload, the, the mm -hmm. lights, the external noises in a classroom, all of that can be overwhelming for a child with autism. Yeah. And yeah. they're, they're, um, I hear from parents constantly that their trouble, their child has trouble focusing in a classroom. They might have an aide that tries to help them. They may be able to be helped in a classroom. They may be able to function in a classroom without an aide. They may not be able to function in a classroom because a sensory, sensory overload is too much. Everybody's different, but we don't want to isolate mm -hmm. the kids. We want them to, to have interactions. Mm -hmm. So yeah. um, if you are homeschooling, a lot of parents do homeschool. California and New York have passed laws where there's mandatory vaccinations. And some people who have seen changes in their child immediately uh, go from normal functioning to autistic symptoms almost immediately after vaccination know that they don't want to do vaccination anymore and they're trying to figure out what to do. And so one alternative at the moment is they're homeschooling as well. And that's when I, I think it's a great alternative, especially if you can find other parents who will homeschool with you. Yes. And then you have a community within your own of people who are like-minded, supportive. The child is in with other kids that, you know, so they're, they're not isolated. Neither is the parent. And you're also um, able to, you know, some parents have to work and, uh, or they're a single parent. So maybe, you know, they have to work on Tuesday and Thursday. And so Tuesday and Thursday can be the day that somebody else, you know, mm -hmm. homeschools the kids and then you can mm -hmm. do Monday and Wednesday so that you yeah. alternate with other people um, so that it gives you still some free time. You're not the yeah. only one who has to do it and you're able to work if you need to. But it also does, um, you know, and you can you can let the child go at their pace with their needs. Yeah. It doesn't have the, the, the overstimulation. You also have the ability in, in homeschooling versus public school to, to teach uh, as, as you want to and, and things that you yeah. want to teach in that environment where it's not just teaching to the system or teaching to test. You're, um, you're able to support the individual. And I think that is really, really important. I would think testing is fairly difficult if you have autism because there's all the anxiety. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can see where that could yeah. be a real well, challenge with all the testing going on in schools. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I'm just thinking about all these different things. So if you're really struggling, if your child is on the end of the spectrum, it's really difficult. Just getting out of your house might be difficult, but, you, but can you get on here and join us in a zoom call or something and have a conversation and actually meet some of those parents and just be able to connect. And then that's exactly why. I wrote my book and why I mm -hmm. have my membership site, my website, my radio show, offering the resources to parents who are looking for them because support is huge. It's a big mm -hmm. part. Of, I mean, in, in, in my membership program, I'm walking them through step-by-step -step in all of the health aspects. But beyond that, I think that, you know, our live monthly call, the forum to get your questions answered and the support of the community yeah. is huge because everybody in there knows what it's like to be a parent of a child with autism because it's not the same as being a parent 
of a child that doesn't have autism. You have no. to, people have people understand that there's no judgment. It's mm-hmm. a private space where you can feel sure. comfortable and safe. Mm-hmm. And to know too that, you know, for for teaching any child, if if they again are loaded with toxins and their brain is inflamed, they might really struggle and want to focus and want to learn. I have had just like my own son, I said, I want to, but I can't. I've had other parents write in and say, you know, my son was crying on the way home from school today, Karen, telling me, why can't I focus in the classroom? It was heartbreaking. And yeah. I'm like, we, we're, we're going to work on it. You know, we're going to clear up those things that are, that are in the way of his brain being able to function. Like this boy I mentioned earlier that also used to have autism, now doesn't, was told that he had an incredibly low IQ in second grade, and now he's going off to medical school can't focus and learn and they want to, but that's yeah. what we can work on. I can help them clear out yeah. all of that stuff that's in their way. We also do a lot of uh, my background being in holistic health, craniosacral therapy, uh, mm-hmm. emotional clearing technique type of energy works and other things that I do. We help the parents and the child with subconscious beliefs that have gotten instilled. Like I'm not yes. enough or people don't like me, or I'm not capable of thinking. All of those things, we, we, we want to clear all of those old beliefs out of the way once we start recovering the system and get the health back too. Because yeah. they have a, a healthy life to lead ahead of them, and we want them to feel confident and good about themselves. So I always tell people, be patient, because yes, everybody's process is different. But if you follow this, they can get better. And, and then everybody's life is better, the entire family. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode about autism, that you learned a lot, and that you find this information helpful, whether it's just understanding autism a bit more or maybe even helping somebody in your own family who has autism. And again, if you are interested in any of this information, please check the link in the show notes below to get more information about how Karen helps families who have a child who has autism. Live and learn your way. My name is Jackie, and I am your host of the Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast. Bye-bye. I want to say thank you for listening to the Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, I'd like to ask you to take a moment to follow this podcast and share it with a friend. Remember to check the show notes for a link to the article that corresponds with this podcast episode. In this article, we'll include any links that we mentioned in this episode. And remember that you can search all of the Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast episodes at homeschoolthinktank.com. The original version of this episode was released on March 10th, 2020.